Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bilotti, and it is very likely that while you listen to this episode, I am either in midair on my way to London or I am gallivanting around London as we speak or as you listen, which is very exciting for me. I feel like, you know, I did a lot of traveling when I was in college because I studied abroad, like everyone talks about and doesn't shut up about. I'm sorry for even mentioning it, Um, but I did have the opportunity to study abroad, so I went to so many different countries then. I went twice, actually. I went to Asia for one trip, and then I went to Europe, just like Europe and the surrounding areas. Um, basically just Europe to be honest for the other trips so I've been to a lot of places but it kind of just came to like a screeching halt as soon as I graduated because of course you know having a a job and a life where I have to support myself it, it kind of became difficult to travel you know and like pay for that so luckily my friends and I have mustered up the courage and funds to go to London and it started out with just a few of us going and it slowly escalated into like a five person trip which is so exciting I love going going with like big groups places because it's just like a silly time I don't know how you are with your friends but I my friends and I were just like silly we're fun we like play truth or dare in bars and like you know make a fool out of each other and ourselves it's just a really great time so and of course there's a truck there's always a truck (laughs) I'm sorry I like sit by the window when I podcast and it's just like the bane of my existence just every street noise that you can hear but that is classic Manhattan for you even when I use a nice microphone so my friend group's interesting because like of course we go out and like have fun like any other group like dancing whatever getting shots getting lit all those things but we also play truth or dare it's our new thing um, which isn't like a new thing it's like a new old thing obviously because you know every like sleepover back in like seventh grade played truth or dare and it was like truth who do you like like you know so now (laughs) we play truth or dare but we play it like with our guy friends or just like we'll randomly meet people in the bar and play it or we'll just play it amongst ourselves and tell absolutely no one that we're playing it and what we'll do is either truth or dare obviously but like you know no one does truth really obviously because it's more fun to do dare in a bar so we'll do dare and then we'll like dare each other to do things and it's never anything like too crazy invasive I mean, sometimes it's kind of a little invasive, but for the most part, it's like, go up to that guy and ask him, like, what his favorite, what is, what his house in Harry Potter would be, or, like, just funny stuff like that, or, like, go up to that, that girl and tell her that, like, you, you saw her on page six, or, like, something just, like, crazy like that. I guess not, that's not really that crazy. There's some crazier ones that I just feel like is not suitable for the podcast, but we take turns like with who does the dare and who gives the dare and it's, it's really fun. It's it's just a great quality time with the friends, you know, (laughs) you're drinking. It's like, you've more courage to like do things like this. And it's honestly actually gotten us a lot of friends. So we've made friends with people in bars. If you ever want to, you know, an excuse to get like some free shots from some guys, involve them in truth or dare and meet people that way it's actually very fun if yeah if everyone always asks me like how do you meet people when you're out and stuff play truth or dare it's simple <laughs> so we're definitely taking it with us to London and I feel like it's gonna be the craziest game of truth or dare we've ever played in a bar I apologize in advance if you are living in London and you come across us in said bar and we ask you anything invasive or in New York at any given time if you've ever been asked <laughs> a funny question um, I apologize sometimes <laughs> wait one one was that um, my friend had to go up behind a guy and like whisper in his ear like hey baby and then like when he turned around had to say oh my god I'm so sorry I thought you were my boyfriend (laughs) 
So yeah, it's never anything like too crazy. It's just like kind of embarrassing, but it's like hilarious for all parties involved. And the best part is if you don't tell them that it's truth or dare and you just like walk away like nothing happened, it's great. Anyway, but yeah, so the trip is quite a lot of us that are going. We're visiting our friend Iria who's living out there. Um, We went to college with her. So all of us went to college in North Carolina and then, you know, we kind of spread out. Most of us are in New York, some in Boston. Um, areas in London because she so she's from Spain and so it's really hard to get um, a visa to come into the U.S. to work here I had no idea I'm super ignorant and now I know how truly difficult it is to get a visa here to work unless you're like a high up person and you know entry level it's like next to impossible so she's working in London for the time being eventually we'll transfer here probably which will be great so we can actually see her more than like once every few months it's like crazy I mean I'm sure you guys can relate any of you guys that have graduated it's like it's crazy seeing someone every single day for four years and then like seeing them every few months it's just like kind of sad you know so it's about to be a very silly very exhausting very hangover inducing weekend (laughs) long weekend I guess but I'm really excited and if you want to follow along with what I'm doing and stuff or send me any recommendations like please do Instagram is the place to do that I'll be uploading tons of stuff and I'm also going to be recording some vlog stuff because I've been really slacking on the vlogging game I feel like my life has gotten pretty like redundant so I need to like change that maybe Um, and then good vlog content will come from that so (laughs) London is the perfect time for me to vlog and my friends are going to hate me for it but you know that is that is what you get when you have a friend that is a youtuber okay and they I've been a youtuber since before they even met me so anyway uh yes London's gonna be great so I'm leaving in like three hours I'm already packed um I somehow managed to get everything in a carry-on because all my friends are bringing carry-ons and they're like Katie bring carry-on it's gonna be a lot easier you don't have to check it we don't have to wait and we can just like go straight you know from the airport to Erie's house and I was like okay fine you know okay like I'm like thinking rethinking all my outfits because I went to Zara yesterday and got a bunch of new stuff because not because okay here I have a little bone to pick with like fast fashion for sure like I think that there's certain things you should not be buying because you know they're gonna go out of style and like it's just for one Instagram photo XYZ you know there's all these things that I have to say about fast fashion for sure but I will say Zara has some amazing outerwear that I will wear season after season like I have a a few jackets that I've gotten at Zara some I even got when I was in Europe studying abroad back in like junior year of college that I still have and I still wear so I think outerwear and like denim as well is like a a really great investment from Zara um, despite the fact that they aren't very sustainable I know I'm trying guys it's hard because <laughs> I don't want to spend $500 on clothes just because you know I whatever that's my bone to pick you guys can roast me it's fine um, but yeah I got some really cool jackets so there's gonna be a few jackets you'll see um, because I've heard it's kind of cold in London it's like wet and kind of rainy right now so I got a few jackets and then oh that reminds me I should probably pack an umbrella although I feel like it's kind of a bad omen to like pack an umbrella because that's like asking for it to rain kind of (laughs) that's my mentality or it's like maybe considered a weapon and I don't know really probably not (laughs) I feel like someone could definitely hurt someone with an umbrella but whatever okay so yes I'm hopping on a train uh from I'm taking the subway to Penn and then I'm going to take Penn there's a train to Jamaica get off there and go to JFK from there or I think it's actually in JFK where I get out Um, I'm doing this thing where I I try to not uber so much and like take cars because I'm trying to like save money there it's actually astounding how much I spend a year in ubers just because I'm either 
lazy or it's like really late at night and I don't want to walk alone that's the thing about living alone it's like sometimes I I gamble with it and I'll walk home alone but then other times I'm like "Mm, probably not especially when I'm wearing like a kind of risky outfit or it's just like I don't know I just feel I have this weird feeling about it and like when in doubt take an uber so anyway this has been my six minute monologue about my upcoming trip to London and why I need to stop taking Ubers so much. I um, <laughs> hope you enjoyed. But yeah, so that's my upcoming trip plan. I thought that I would, you know, tell you guys and let you know because I feel like next week I'm going to have a really awesome episode for you guys with a bunch of like things that I've learned in London or like little things. Maybe I'll have a husband. Maybe I won't return. Maybe I'll <laughs> stay there and get married to a fabulously British person. Um, probably not. I feel like I don't know actually if British people are my type. I, I guess you can't really label like a whole dialect is that what you'd say like people that speak with british accents like as a group but yeah okay so anyway um i have some things that we're going to talk about today to today today i almost just said well i did just say t-o-n-a-y because i was like tonight today no it's it's daytime it is daytime for the first time ever when i'm recording an episode because i never have time during the day or just like energy during the day to record episodes so here we are recording an episode during the day there is like light coming in my window for once um it's quite grand so here we are recording an episode today's episode is going to be about um a lot of things obviously but it's kind of it's honestly going to be a lot about what this whole podcast is just truly supposed to be about which is the highs and lows of life and the thick and the thin of life and how you know there's good things there's bad things and it's all kind of thrown together in one uh mismatched hodgepodge of a thing and there's the light and the dark there's a lot of juxtaposition in life there's you know just a lot that is thrown together that's kind of mismatched in the sense that you're gonna have good days you're gonna have bad days you're gonna have days where you're in love where you're out of love where you're doing this doing that you know Carrie Bradshaw said that in New York you're always looking for a job a boyfriend or an apartment and so amidst all this it's like sometimes you have two of the three or one of the three or three of the three and there's just never you're never gonna have everything in every given minute of your life you know even when you feel like you're 20 years down the road and you have it quote-unquote all together there's still going to be be things that are missing if it means your youth is missing your youth is no longer you know I just think that there's this really crazy concept that I still need to crack surrounding the juxtaposition of life and how things are just constantly contrasting and kind of surprisingly contrasting so Anyway, I don't know if that made any sense at all. That's just how my brain works. Um, So that's what we're going to be talking about. But you guys are probably wondering, or you're not at all, how I came up with this idea or just where this came from or where half my ideas come from. And I'm about to tell you where half of my podcast ideas come from. Uh, So if you ever are making your own podcast and need a space or a place to get ideas, I'll tell you where it is. The Nail Salon. And here's the reason why. So I spend an alarming amount of time on my phone as does a lot of people, but because I work in social media and I, I mean, honestly, there's no excuse. I just spend a lot of time on my phone and it's one of those things I'm trying to work on and break and, but you know, as much as I say that I need to, you know, be more present and whatever, I'm just spending more time on my phone. So that is definitely something I'm continuously working on. But while I'm at the nail salon, when I'm like, I literally, what's it called? Surrender (laughs) my device and my hands to this woman and I can't use my hands to be on my phone so much is happening in my head because I can't be distracted by other people's messages and other 
quite literally other people's messages whether it be on instagram whether it be actual text messages emails etc i am fully in the moment like there is no other time that i'm fully in the moment besides when i'm at the nail salon and sometimes i try to like be sneaky and use my other hand while she's like using my other my one hand like i use the other hand to text but this one nail lady i've been seeing lately is just super like she literally has both my hands in her hands at all times and i cannot be sneaky so anyway this uh, whole concept came to life yesterday when i was sitting at the nail salon getting this beautiful dusty rose on my nails that i have on now that i'm very excited to have on in london it's very natural but wow my nails are freaking short they are so short whatever i have like boy hands very small boy hands but i was at the nail salon and I was just taking it all in and of course I wasn't I mean not of course I wasn't really inspired by anything like in the nail salon per se like you know there's always those classic classic nail salon posters with like lavender oil like massage two for 25 you know like all those like classic nail salon posters and stuff but I was just staring out the window because the nail salon I go to is on this beautiful street with like you know the leaves were falling and swirling in the wind and people were walking by and I was like analyzing everyone's outfits that were walking by and it was just like a nice little time but of course it led me to like overthink things as well because once I got tired of looking out the window because I was getting gel taken off and put back on so it was like a long process as you might know I was just getting very consumed by my thoughts and by every insecurity I've ever thought and every bad thing that I've ever said has just you know come back to haunt me in this moment of sitting here I don't know how to say this I'm like blushing right now (laughs) I'm seeing this new guy Um, I feel like I always say this and it goes nowhere but I hope this one goes somewhere so I've been seeing this guy recently slash have known him for a long time so after some really uh great encounters this past weekend I was doing a lot of thinking and just poking and prodding at every insecurity I've ever had and just, you know, we got, we hooked up and I just, I overthink a lot of things, especially my body and how I looked and what he thought of how I looked and how I acted and what I was saying and just every little thing I am like just analyzing and remembering in clear detail slash wondering if I'm remembering it in clear detail and just analyzing everything that he said and every facial expression and I am crazy okay I know I sound insane but truly it's just I I just always think that it's going to go wrong because of me because it's something I did or I'm saying the wrong thing I just get super insecure well I mean yeah I think a lot of people do when I'm hooking up with someone that I haven't hooked up with before and I'm like I'm super consumed in the idea that I need to you know do a really good job (laughs) of like hooking up with that person because if I don't then they're not going to call me again does that sound sad because it sounds really sad when I say it out loud but I feel like it's one of those things I need to say because I think other people might feel the same or I worry that like I the lights seem to be off he can't see any imperfection on my body because I want him to call me again like that's my biggest hope and dream a friend of mine went on a date last night and she had a really amazing time with this guy that she went on a date with and she was like Katie I need him to call me like I need him to ask me on another date like it was so great like I want to have it again like I don't I'm really afraid that it's going to be a one and done because so often in this damn city it's a one and done because there's so many options here and there's so much happening and so much life and excitement to the point where people can have everything so they don't want yeah anyway so that was another thing I was thinking about during my time at the nail salon and I plan on probably doing a whole episode about that I want to do an episode on insecurities during sex during 
intimacy, just that sort of thing. I think there's a lot of insecurities that stem from that. I feel like my stomach will never look how I want it to look when I'm, you know, bending and I, I don't even want to give you that mental picture. But regardless, yeah, that was another thing I was thinking about. And of course, I'm like, if any of these nail ladies right now heard my thoughts, they'd be like, girly, snap out of it. You are hard on yourself. Or maybe they wouldn't. I don't know what they would say. They'd probably ask me to get a massage for 15 extra dollars or something. But <laughs> yeah, so that was what I was thinking about. But I was also thinking about juxtaposition and how I think juxtaposition might be the right word. I'm not really sure. But just overall, the concept of like, there are days where I am just high on life and I am super over the moon about things and just hype and a lot of other synonyms having to do with that that idea and that mindset. And there's other days where I am so hard on myself. I am so angry at everything. And I'm just like during in the moment of hooking up with this guy over the weekend, I was having the time of my life. I was, I felt very heard and very loved and very respected and really thought, you know, as I left these hanging out encounters that I feel like this could go somewhere and I was really hopeful and then of course with every passing day my mood and my mindset and my you know insecurities and picking out every little thing is just slowly going downhill and I'm just becoming pessimistic and thinking like oh you know how could he love me because I feel like I have this this I feel like a lot of us probably do but I just feel like I'm extremely hard to love and hard to like I just don't I'm always extremely hard on myself, of course, as we know. I talk about it every week, and I'm working on it, and I'm working on trying to love myself and whatnot, but I still get in these moods where I just feel like I am the last person in Manhattan that deserves to have a boyfriend or deserves... Like, I feel like there's just so much work to be done on myself, whether it be losing 15 pounds or just getting better at understanding football. I don't know, like a few things I could pick out that I'm like... I am not girlfriend material because of this. Or maybe it just is the fact that I don't really know what I'm doing with my life right now. And I'm kind of in a a weird spot where I don't know if I can even surrender my time to a guy. Like it's on both sides of just me being insecure, but then also me, well, I guess a different kind of insecurity, to be honest. So I just feel like it's just when you when you take a step back and you look at life, it's a lot of these sort of contrasting moods and contrasting feels all the time and when you take a step back and look at New York if you're from here or if you've ever visited here or if you're like me and I'm just like analyzing every detail of this city you notice a lot of juxtaposition here too it's I was walking home from the nail salon there's like this whole narrative surrounding this darn nail salon appointment I was walking home and I walked by San Ambrose I think that's how you say it San Ambrose San Ambrose San two words San Ambrose I don't know it's a really nice restaurant. A lot of celebrities go there. Like Emirata was there the other week. There's like always celebrities and just like high profile people there. It's just, it's really good and just like really expensive. So I walked by there um, and I was just looking and wondering, you know, of course I'm being creepy. I'm like wondering who these people are that are sitting outside San Ambrose and like, you know, are they like big account execs? Do they have nice big apartments? Like, are they, who are they? Are they influencers? I don't know. And as I was, you know, looking at them, on my left, there's a woman sitting on the side of the road, scribbling on cardboard, clearly homeless, probably hungry, next to all of these like big account execs, people eating plates of pasta, and it was just the most heartbreaking scene, but it's just very classic New York. There's, you know, there's just so much juxtaposition here, things of different 
contrasting magnitudes of having and have not or light and dark, loud and quiet, mostly loud, but sometimes quiet, uh, soft and hard and just like a bunch of like contrasting things. I remember so vividly learning about juxtaposition in school um, and just like how, especially in like a sentence or in literature, things that are on one end of the spectrum and then the other end of the the spectrum, it just like creates variety and creates interest in, in stories and in prose. So I even Googled it just to make sure that I was using it correctly and like really look into what juxtaposition is. And the biggest prime example was Charles Dickens, A Tale of Two Cities, the intro. Um, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times, you know, and it was like the best of times, the worst of times, just like one extreme to the next is interesting in literature and I read this one article that was saying that writers use juxtaposition in order to surprise readers and to evoke interest and that it adds vividness to stories which if you think about it that's the whole point of having a plot it's like if things were going the exact same way for the entire book I would never make it to the end because you need the twists and turns you need the unexpected jolts of something happening that you didn't see coming you know those sort of things happening in a story and so similarly I mean of course it's tragic in the example that I just said with the homeless woman but in your own life there's going to be things like this you're going to have you know a really beautiful scene that is sliced in half by something really tragic or you're going to have a really awesome day with a really not awesome day next to it in the calendar and that's just that's just life as people say that is life and I was thinking about it kind of the concept of it's crazy to think that in our highest happiest moments that you know it could be either our wedding day or the day we meet our first child or just a number of things that are just absolutely beautiful days and really happy moments and especially being when you're with someone you really care about and you're just seeing things going really great in the relationship or you're having a really fun night with your friends it's super just interesting to look at it like this is a great moment but a not so great moment is probably right around the bend and there's just something there's something bad that's going to happen and I know we can't live our lives like this thinking like oh my god like the worst pain I'll ever experience hasn't happened yet and it's around the corner and it's coming soon or coming who knows when and like the the insecurity and the scare scare I guess or the the fear that's probably a better word surrounding when it's going to happen or when it's going to come or like you know being in this really high of being in a relationship or seeing a guy for the first time that you really care about and that you think cares about you and then just waiting you know coward in fear for the time where it's going to go south or for you know where is it going to where is it going to strike where is the next you know satanic experience going to come from and yeah i mean when i was laying in my hospital bed when i had lyme disease over the summer and was just absolutely miserable for 10 days i was laying there you know in the other kind of camp thinking well i'm going to have some really great days after this and just trying to be optimistic and so i it's one of those things where you have to look at it and know that your life is going to be a series of highs and of lows and of lights and of darks and of haves and of have-nots. And it's just one of those things where it, it adds zest to the plot. And like I said, it it adds vividness. It, it surprises readers and evokes interest. You know, the readers of your story, the people you'll tell your tales to when you're older. And 
it's funny, I actually read this quote kind of unrelated on Tumblr yesterday, which was saying um, when older people or just people of experience give you advice, it's almost like they're just talking to their younger self instead of talking to you. They're literally speaking to their younger self, telling them, you know, what they wish they would have done and whatnot. So, no, it's interesting, though, because someday we will be recounting our stories. And when I was a boy or when I was a girl, you know, telling our grandkids and just recounting our lives. And can you imagine what it would be like to have a story where everything just went fine and dandy the whole time and there wasn't anything you had to work through? My favorite thing is, is you know, talking to my grandparents about how when they were younger, they were really poor. Even my parents, you know, just like that they came from something and they built their empire from nothing. And it was just a really, you know just suspenseful interesting story I think that's honestly what I want in my life when I'm recounting my life to people so I guess we just kind of have to take it in stride and know that there's going to be these just downright shitty times that just slice through the good stuff and I was trying to think you know amidst all these thoughts about okay so we know bad things are coming and like life is going to go to shit at some point in the next like year and it'll come back and then it'll go down again and it'll come up again and like you know it's just a push and pull then what is the appeal of living life knowing that bad things are going to happen and I guess we just kind of have to look at the sweetest things in life you know the things that happen that we are just so grateful for and just so when we feel the most happy the most blessed the most just in like a blissful feeling of just loving life those are the things like that is why we do what we do that is why we go on because if you give up you'll never get to the sweet stuff it's like when you're licking a tootsie pop (laughs) like a blow pop or something and you you know the sweetest part is on the inside like I love the tootsie pops with the tootsie roll in the middle and you're licking the lollipop and you just stop licking and so then you don't get to the good stuff and you're just you know getting through the hard hard popsicle or popsicle where did I get that from lollipop for half the half the time and then you just give up and you don't even like let yourself get to the, the good stuff and and that's just how I see it and with this new guy that I'm seeing it's like yeah, he's causing me a lot of anxiety because I'm nervous about what he's thinking, nervous about myself, and just, yeah, it would be a lot easier, a whole lot easier for me if I just dumped him and went on my way, you know, or not, I wouldn't say dumped, but like just said like, hi, sorry, I don't want to see you anymore, and just went on my merry way being alone and being with myself, which is a whole lot easier than having to deal with the unpredictable thoughts of someone else and impressing someone else and just having to take the leap and knowing that it could go poorly and that you could regret it and just hate yourself for the rest of eternity for doing this and for being with that person but here's the thing it's like you're gonna get the right person someday you're going to get to that the other side and what you want is on the other side of fear I've always heard that quote it's what you want most in life the best thing the sweetest thing is on the other side of what you fear most which is for me it's insecurity heartbreak um rejection wasting my time a lot of things I have a lot of fears a lot of things I don't like particularly about life but you know if you give up you'll never find your soulmate that person that's I think actually Marilyn Monroe even said that I'm pretty sure she she said like you know she had this really long quote that she said um at one point in her life and I think that she said that actually verbatim if you give up you know you'll never find your soulmate you know I think that also your being your person your your personal being gives you signs here and there about when it's time to 
let things go when it's time to carry on. You know, your, your being is giving you small hints daily about how to proceed with your life, I think, and that what to do, where to go, what choices to make. And it's one of those things where you have to slow down enough to listen to what those things are. And I think a lot of us know when it's time to be courageous. Like for me, I know that this guy that I'm talking to is worth being courageous for and to kind of overlook my insecurities and try to convince myself that I'm okay and that like kind of just see the benefit or give him the benefit of the doubt, give myself the benefit of the doubt and just think that everything's fine, (laughs) you know? And I know that that's what I'm supposed to be doing, but of course there's these little things nagging at me like, it would just be a lot easier, Katie, if you just, you know, there's just, I, I say this often, I think that a lot of times we know what the right answer is and we know what we're supposed to be doing, but we convince ourselves otherwise because we just don't want to even get in the the midst of failure. And we just, we can see all the ways it'll go wrong, so we just decide to bypass it altogether because it's easier that way. But I think that like I said, the juxtaposition of life, having a lot of things to spice up your daily life and not even just like when you look at your life and like a string of events, there's going to be some hints of unexpected things here and there, unexpected in a good way, unexpected in a bad way. Like for example, my Lyme disease when it was unexpected in a bad way, I didn't see it coming. It came out of nowhere, knocked me out, but really taught me some things. And so also it, it adds to the zest of my life so if you for whatever reason I become famous someday and there's a story written about me or there's like a a documentary can you imagine like there's a baby born like probably yesterday that there's gonna be a documentary about them because they're gonna be famous someday crazy to think about that's just how my mind works I guess but yeah like if there's a documentary about my life I don't want it to be one straight line that documentary is gonna get like five reviews that are all like one star because it's not not exciting enough so I think we should all strive to have exciting stories in that we take risks we just embrace the unknown I've said that before embracing the unexpected things that you know make room for those things to happen in your life don't schedule your life to the point where you don't have room for those things to enter and to surprise you and I actually have a really good quote that I wanted to read I have written down my friend Bianca actually brought this quote to my attention um, on Instagram but she said or she had it written on her story Um, it's a William Lear quote 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 (laughs) and it says it's all a mess the hair the bed the words the heart life truly a mess and I feel like a lot of us would consider our lives kind of a mess even the most uh type a people I feel like I'm I, I actually don't know if I'm type a can someone tell me if they think I'm type a I don't know honestly because I, I think I'm pretty organized and kind of like I need things to be in order and need things to be like a certain way and go a certain way and such but I also feel like I'm kind of open to creative messes and things like that but nonetheless I think a lot of us would agree that our lives are messes even if in comparison to other people's lives they aren't at all but when you're looking at it from your angle and from your point of view it's like okay my life's a mess like you know there's so many things I need to I'm just looking around my apartment right now like at the dust collecting in certain places I'm like I'm just constant I'm constantly a work in progress okay there's constant design tweaks happening to my very life and my very existence but she also said in her Instagram story that if we search for a routine, the ordinary will kill us before the sadness does. Embrace the disorder. 
So I actually kind of had to read that a few times to understand (laughs) the ordinary will kill us before the sadness does. And it's true because I think that if our lives get too monotonous and too expected and not interesting enough, that ordinary or ordinariness or I almost said ordinarity. That's like a new one. Ordinariness of our lives will kill us because we have to have a little bit of zest, a little bit of excitement, even if it's the bad kind. I I said, um, or she said, sorry, I'm not going to take her words as my own. Life is a mess. Yes. But is it ever a beautiful one? And I think also kind of just another really great concept or I guess not great, but good for me to talk about because I think a lot of us, you know, struggle with this. It's just worrying about our next chapter, worrying about what's coming next because there's that quote that says, you know, your past doesn't need you, your future needs you because the past is said and done and it's it's already... Wait, what do I see in the sky right now? I think there's a balloon floating by. Oh, sorry, I get easily distracted. <laughs> um, where were we? Oh, uh, what was I saying? Mm. <laughs> This happens so often. Oh my God. Your future needs you. That's what I was talking about. Um, Yes, your future does need you. So does the present, of course. Um, I think a lot of us aren't as present as we should be in the given moment that you're in right now, which I agree is a struggle for me. Um, But yeah, your future needs you. Your future needs you to just, you know, to, like I said, take risks and delight in the unexpected because that's the way your future is exciting and the, the way your future is beautiful and whatever. XYZ, but I feel like in looking towards the future and planning for the future, I am constantly worrying about the next part of my life without realizing that I'm right in the middle of what I used to look forward to so, so much. Because there was a time in my life and in all of our lives where we are looking towards the future so, like putting so much weight on the future because we are just so fed up with what we were dealing with in the given time. I mean, you could say the same about yourself right now, but I remember a time in high school where I was super powerless. I felt very powerless living under my parents' roof, of course, and just feeling like I, I mean, there was a time when I couldn't drive, I couldn't drink, I couldn't vote, I couldn't do anything without my parents taking me there and dropping me off or giving me permission to do things. And I remember just like looking just so towards the future in the sense that I wanted my freedom and I wanted to be able to drink alcohol legally like not drinking in basements in disgusting water bottles I remember the first alcohol I drank was not even fireball whiskey because I actually don't hate fireball whiskey I kind of like it like okay don't hate me for that Uh, a lot of people are like Katie what the fuck that's the most disgusting thing ever but I grew up (laughs) so to speak drinking Captain Okay, that was what I used to drink, like Captain Morgan, disgusting. My friend would put it in her backpack and we would take it into basements. I I don't know why we decided this is like our drink. That's so disgusting to even say. Um, Just not my thing anymore, I guess. But sorry if you uh, like Captain Morgan, but I feel like a lot of us had a Captain Morgan phase maybe or not at all. You know, Mike's Hard was like also a phase or like just really like sugary shit that like didn't taste like alcohol. Um, Yeah, I would drink that out of water bottles no chaser in like someone's basement to watch movies like why am I trying to get drunk to watch I don't know okay I could not tell you but yeah so that was you know those are the days where I was just super excited about the time where I'll be able to go to a bar and drink a cosmopolitan like Carrie Bradshaw and now I'm in the city where I could drink like Carrie Bradshaw and quite literally do 
And I'm still looking to the, f- the future and looking at paths uncharted, wondering and wishing and hoping for things that aren't here yet, and just completely overlooking what I actually have. You know, having my own space. I so wanted like my own creative space, my own apartment where I could decorate exactly how I want and not how my mom wanted. And although I did um, end up winning over having my design room or my, what would I, what I call it? My, uh, my YouTube room. I had like a special YouTube room in my old house and it was painted Tiffany blue. Disgusting. I think I talked about that in my last episode, how I had a Tiffany blue room with like a, one of those vinyl quotes that said like live, laugh, love on it. Um, yeah, not my best design peak of life. Of course. Now I think I have a better, uh, idea of what interior decorating and design looks like, but yeah, so I have my own space. I live in New York. I have no bedtime, no established bedtime. You know, I decide whether we're eating out or we're eating in and like it's I decide I dictate my life and it's crazy that there was a time where I didn't dictate my life like I was thinking about it yesterday like really randomly I don't know how this popped into my brain but I was thinking about how there was a time in my life where I had to ask permission to go to the bathroom (laughs) like I don't know why I was thinking about this but back in high school and like middle school it was one of those things where you had like a certain number of bathroom passes or you had to ask permission unless it was like an emergency you couldn't go and you'd like ask like raise your hand to go to the bathroom isn't that a crazy concept like maybe some schools weren't as like hype about it but we were really hype we had like a bath or hall monitor to make sure no one was doing anything sketchy like public school problems of course but yeah like isn't that crazy that now like I can go to the bathroom whenever I want uh unless you're at a bar with a long af bathroom line oh my god or even the most crazy extreme of just peeing in the woods at parties in college yeah can't do that anymore it's public indecency well it's always public indecency but like you'll get in serious trouble (laughs) in other places maybe not New York because like no one gives a shit about anything here but anyway I digress we're done talking about peeing in public (laughs) but I just I'll say it again like I feel like I'm constantly looking towards the future at different phases and and preparing for the future in the sense that I know bad things are going to happen like I said I know there's going to be highs and lows and trying to somehow prepare myself for the unexpected lows things I don't even know what's going to hit me and that I shouldn't be obsessing over because there's things that you can't control I mean you can be the most healthy person on the right path and doing all the right things and you can still fall into sickness or just being in the wrong place at the wrong time and having bad things happen to you and you can't like yes you can be smart and there's certain things you can do to like make your likelihood of having these things happen to you less but you can't protect yourself from everything in life the same way you when you're a mom or a dad you can't protect your kids from everything in life that there's things that are going to happen and honestly the more you try to protect yourself and protect your kids and protect everyone in your wake from bad things happening to them there's a chance that it might happen more so because you're trying to prepare you know they always say that about kids that their parents are super uptight and like super helicopter parent like are the ones that rebel because they feel too sheltered you know it's that sort of thing I feel like I'm at the point where I just have to roll with the punches and just know things are going to happen to me and that I will do my best in the given moment to do what is right to react to the bad things and to the good things and that is all you can do because the randomness of life is going to hit you no matter what, no matter what you do, no matter how you prepare and it's you just can't control the randomness of your life. 
And I love this one quote that always just like slips into my mind from time and time again. You can cut all the flowers, but you can't keep spring from coming. You can cut down all the trees, but you can't keep fall from coming. Like the leaves will fall, the fall will come, and it'll happen, and it'll pass, and then winter will come. It's like you can't. There's certain things in life you can't control, and coming from a control freak like me, I'm I'm very much a control freak, and I need to know uh, what everyone's thinking at all times, and what the next move is, and what I'm supposed to be doing, and all these things, and I obsess, and I poke, and I prod, and I. I need to stop because there's some things in life that you can't control. And when I'm in a serious relationship again and I'm with someone else, it's like you can't control them. They're going to be how they want to be. And that's just the beauty of life. And it's a mess. And sometimes you're going to fight and sometimes things aren't going to go right. But what else, what else would you expect? This life is a crazy hodgepodge of things and excitement and the lack thereof and failure. And we all just, you know, take things in stride. And accept that you're not always going to see what's around the bend, and that's okay. And you can't be so guarded all the time with other people. And that's something I need to learn because I think I'm extremely guarded with people. Maybe that's my Scorpio tendencies. (laughs) I'm like learning more and more about what a Scorpio is actually supposed to be and how I'm not so much like how a Scorpio is supposed to be. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, that's it for this episode. I hope that this was interesting to you guys and maybe you you pulled some things that you're like wow this is really relevant to me and that maybe you feel a little less alone now um that this is exactly what's going on in my head right now I wish you guys could see what goes on in my head on a daily basis but honestly the podcast is like the next best thing so yeah hope you guys enjoyed this episode um I can't wait to talk to you guys next week because I'll probably have a lot to share from London wish me luck um I hope that I have a lot of fun times a lot of good food a lot of silly events that occur that I can share with you guys if you have any recs for me please oh my god my stomach's growling I need to eat something um please send me any recommendations you guys have for London in my dms I would really appreciate it I think I have a, a really stacked I didn't I bleh, itinerary I can never say that on the first try Um, but anyway I still love your recommendations okay so that is it for this episode everyone I hope you enjoyed and I will talk to you guys all next week